Welcome everyone to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four ladybug tongue nerds. For all of you ladybug tongue nerds out there, as always, I'm Joey. And Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And today we're going to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind, episode 23 Clash in Talking Heads. We do a little JoJo's Bizarre Adventure watch along podcast where we watch each and every episode. I don't know, goof around for like an hour, make bad jokes. Sometimes, on the rare occasion, you might spot a good joke. <laughs> That's Nobody the thing with quantity, little baby. Little one of them bound to be gold. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if we but make no. enough jokes, one of them's going to be funny, right? <laughs> but not right now, because like the only thing I could think of was you calling it, instead of Golden Wind, Window Goldio, and that's just cracking me up right now. <laughs> I didn't do that, though, did I? I know, No, you didn't. I was, no. It's just for some reason, like that's what Window came to mind right before you said Golden Wind, just Window <laughs> Goldio. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Way to make a joke for that. You all say just... Is that what you're doing when you're not actually it's listening just, to us, thinking of what things we could be saying yeah, right you, now? You're yeah. thinking of things you could be saying, and then <laughs> damn, just don't say them. Damn, Joey, you laugh to yourself. This time. I, I know. <laughs> just having, having, you're having both sides podcast. of the conversation in your head. Yeah, there's a whole podcast right you guys don't get to hear just going on over here. <laughs> this would wow, be, I hate this, that. This would be way funnier if it was four victors just talking to himself. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> He's just envisioning a younger, hotter podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is our podcast over the hill? We this podcast gave the best years of its life to you, Victor. <laughs> this I'll never get those years it? back. <laughs> Are you prepared to take responsibility? No, we've still like, got it. I'm buying like a gold-plated microphone and like, <laughs> you get one shot at the algorithm, and we spend it on you. <laughs> we pay for so oh. much advertising. We can still do this. <laughs> There's no podcast advertisement that works. <laughs> um. Anyway, I mean, sure. unless anyone wants to advertise in our podcast, in which case, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so many people listen to this, and they'll buy your product. Absolutely. Yeah. Get, get I, your product in, or, or, or project out to dozens of people. A whole <laughs> dozen. <laughs> I haven't checked the numbers recently. Let me see. It's an amount. Down the I bet they're good, exactly right? the same as they used to be. <laughs> yeah, there's no change. No change. That's loyal viewership. Yeah, you know what? Y'all are the real heroes, viewers. Yeah, y'all the real MVP. Yeah. Always I have, always will be. Alright, uh, what are we doing? Jorno's uh, um, fucking dead. <laughs> oh, right. Jorno's being eaten to death by a stand. Some sweet dragged into the briny depths. <laughs> Of this bathroom. <laughs> that, that's right, Squad. 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 Why? Your clash. They climbed over, like, 
there's no reason for them to have gone over this railing onto like the, the roof of this place, but they have, and I appreciate them for it. They, they needed a better view of nothing. I don't. Know. The, the one time Misa doesn't clear the fucking roof. Oh God, Misa, come on. We know you've learned this. Come on. What a, what a slacker. So, um, why does Clash able to do this? <laughs> like, okay, a, where is it taking Jorno? It's taking him to, like, the the, the next sea, the I next think. Puddle. No, but, like, half of Jorno is submerged in an inch of water. Where, where's the other half of it? Like, at, it's, at certain points, it also shrinks Jorno yeah, to match the body of water. Like, it, it'll it, be yeah. itty bitty Jorno. If you let go, would Jorno just be like little feet now? No, I think he would bounce back. <laughs> what if there's not enough room? There's the, 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 he'll get catapulted. It's he's very elastic in this state. Does he just splinch <laughs> through? Like, it, it, it's like a Bethesda uh, game. He just shunts like out to wherever his zip. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. then we're going to start writing code to the anime. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he just like he just clips through until he reaches the next like standable ground. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> right, he starts building up speed. <laughs> to the now you're probably wondering what I'm going to need all this speed for. After all, I do build up speed for twelve hours. But to answer that, we need to talk about parallel universes. Sync up those QPUs or you could end up <laughs> somewhere without terrain. Um I Tiziano and and Squalo are Squalo. quickly becoming my favorite characters. I honestly I, I love these two characters I, like more I than just, like anybody on the team. <laughs> I, I just really love their love their them. relationship. Like their their friendship is just very wholesome. Like they're just like staying staring into each other's <laughs> eyes, really maintaining nice eye contact while they talk to each other about yeah, killing, just like killing these other stand users. And you two know really good friends. Really good friends. You know, sometimes I just talk to Joey in person and I'm like, Hey Joey, how's it going? And I just like stare at him in the eyes and like rub my hand across his chest. Yeah, likes. you know, you know who I like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, how, how's so, it been? <laughs> so this movie does at one thirty, right? Acacia made me stop the anime so she could just like do this to me and demonstrate like how fucking intimate it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are no boundaries between two good friends and roommates like these two. <laughs> really, it's the most intimate thing I can imagine being friends and roommates like that. <laughs> also, it's intense how. How Gyaru uh, Tiziano is like if you just yes. look at the head and not the the fucking huge pecs, you're like, okay, that could be a, like a, a facial design they would put on a female character, and then you look at the body and it's just <laughs> deep shredded. And as we've established, this uh, this is almost an episode from their perspective the entire time, and we know that makes the best JoJo episodes, honestly, <laughs> very <always> consistently. <laughs> I enjoy and, that it splits almost evenly between them and Narancha. Narancha is uh, very good. <laughs> I don't know. It's like we have this very good like dynamic between these two characters, and then we like switch over to Narancha screaming, and then we switch back. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the whole episode. 
I, so, I really love that these two have the teamwork, and then, like, we cut back to the fucking dipshit gang over there. <laughs> like, Narancho, what are you doing? So, we all agree that Narancho is an idiot, but I feel like when he's doing things on his own, he's a little bit less of an idiot than usual. <laughs> yeah, he... Like, his it's, two... It's, it, like, in the absence of other people to do the, the thinking for him, his two brain cells rub together really fast, and they, they manage to produce some thought. I think Mies is you- just contagious. Are you saying that the rule of ninjas also applies to stand users? The more they are, the dumber they are. (laughs) The more worthless each ninja is, yes. Yeah, that sounds right, actually. If you walk into a room with 300 ninjas in it, you're going to kill them. But if it's a room with one ninja in it, you're fucked. And he's going to kick your ass. Yeah, I got it. That sounds right. You know what? I've been thinking about this, and it's just like... Uh, we we rarely see enemy stand users in like pairs, right? And then when we do, we get like Oingo and Boingo. Uh, <laughs> but as far as allied stand users, they're usually uh around each other all the time, and they're like I don't notice a huge drop in effectiveness for them. Well, they never team up, but that's the thing. Yeah, we you're right. Basically, <laughs> never get two allied like. Two Joe Bros fighting the other. Oh, that, yeah. Has that ever happened? like isolated. Here's your fucking has that math ever happened? for you. Here, here's your math for you. All right, like every time we have a bunch of stand users together, we get scenes like fucking Narancha and Misa fighting over chocolate, right? Uh, whenever we have just like two allied stand users together, like Misa and Giorno fighting uh, White Album, that they're actually somewhat competent. Like s- stuff is stupid, but. They, One of them just leaves, though. Like, they, Jorno didn't contribute to that fight. <laughs> it's like, but but the sweet spot is three stand users where you reach peak stupid. All right? Like, <laughs> because th- what I'm remembering here is I was listening to the pot- the, to, to last week's episode earlier today, right? Uh-huh. And you guys mentioned uh, something like, like they like Narancha's just shouting at them that he's, he's encountered a stand user and they just like... Oh, what, what are you talking about, idiot? And we don't see anything. And I'm like, you remember the last time this happened when Fugo like saw a stand in the mirror and like Avakio yeah. like was just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> he used to point it out to Giorno first. <laughs> Even Giorno took only a while in that situation. <laughs> I don't, but it's very consistent. The fewer the stand you like. This is why Jotaro was able to beat Darby, because they got rid of all that fucking dead weight first. <laughs> <laughs> had to get down to two or fewer stand users. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Three is the bad number. Once you get rid of the third one, the two can solve it. Yeah, because we had to get rid of Kakuin before we could get rid of the second Darby, and then it was yeah. just Jotaro and Joseph. We had to get rid of everybody but Avdol to get rid of the first Darby. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. We've we solved, we solved the JoJo, JoJo. theory. <laughs> Damn it, Joey. We hang out too much. What? Oh, we just had the exact same. Sandwich? Little little moment. Oh. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Narancha shoots Jorno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Clash takes oh, fucking Jorno down into, like, the sewer. 
<laughs> but Naranja's like yeah. right on his tail and he just fucking strafes Jorno. <laughs> doesn't even try to for the shark. <laughs> Later he says Jorno threw himself in the way. But we all saw Jorno did not move. No, he did <laughs> not move, but whatever. The Jorno shark disappeared is- though, so all according to Keigaku. <laughs> God, Titiano says that later in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, like, evidently the, the, the chemical signature or whatever on the the ammunition that uh, Naranja's stand uses, he's able to track it. With he, his it puts off carbon dioxide, I guess. It's, it's burning. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Oh, why not? Y- y'all, y'all, y'all. You know what uh-huh. this is? Because they say, I can't get rid of it in the water because it came from a stand. Ooh. This is this is canon stand smoke. Oh, oh. fuck. I have, and I have so many fucking questions. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> wait, hold on. This is a chemical reaction from a stand that you can now track. Huh. Joey. Really? Joey, you know this will never come up again. I, I know I that. So, Look, like, if we're never the gonna, they said that. I was like, "Fucking what?" Like, if we're never gonna question the the <laughs> thermonuclear like implications of Zahando, we're not questioning this like throwaway statement here. <laughs> because they're stand bullets; they don't go up. The smoke doesn't stop in water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, the water can't interact with the stand because the water is a physical thing. <laughs> Look, all that really matters is it is this is effective. This is working because he's also, able to sh- he's able to shoot the the clash like pretty pretty good. He gets a few shots in, and uh, we see uh, a squad squ- uh, get injured. We know that Narancha has only had his stand for maybe five years, right? Like, and he is really fucking good with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'd want Narancha on my team, but only as you know. Uh, only if I can give him orders constantly. Like, I'm not letting him just like do things on his own. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's serious? a disaster. <laughs> I yeah, really just, like just clicker train him. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Squad constantly forgets what Tiziano stand does. <laughs> it's like I mean, to be fair, when when somebody says the like says a line and you hear it, you're like, oh fuck, they got me figured out. And but they're only lying, and it really like it. Really, it's like it really like goes against your instinct. I like this fight. This is pretty well done because it plays it to you where you're like, oh no, Jorno got away. Wait a minute. He can only lie right now. Like, it's good. I I love that. Like how slowly over the course of the episode, Narancha actually figures out what he needs to do. Like, it's it feels correct for him to take this fucking long to do these simple actions to fuck the enemy stand users. I. All right, my favorite part of this episode is when we switch over to the rest of the uh, Joe Bros, and they're like standing around the wine glass from earlier, and they've shoved Moody Blues into the glass, and as he's as he's like halfway transformed into some sort of fucking Cronenberg ass stand, he's like, oh, the, the tape stops here. It must be some sort of teleporting stand. The three of them staring at the wine glasses, Naranja's like blowing up the building behind them, and Jordan is bleeding out. Like, huh, that's weird. You see Naranja run by in the background. (laughs) 
runs past you. He runs into the restaurant. <laughs> it's it's a very good. Uh, there's also a great, great shot here of Mista just posing with like his hand down his pants. <laughs> <laughs> As he does. Literally like, all just the with the fucking moody blues like covering up his hand. It's so good. <laughs> um so uh Naranjo actually has this stand user on the uh, on the run. He has a clash on the run. It keeps hopping between uh Sorcerer's Water and this restaurant. And he chases it down, he shoots it a couple times, and uh he he turns over the pot of water it gets into. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, quick subtlety, in that screenshot I just posted of Misa posing with his hand down his pants. Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a, a bottle of uh, the Cronenberg uh whiskey on the table. What? The same whiskey that uh, Dio was drinking uh, over a hundred years ago. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Cronenberg's doing very yeah. well for itself. Story distillery. With history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Naranjas <laughs> essentially started a gas leak in this kitchen, which is what like Squalo was working like, all according to plan. Now, now you can't shoot me. And Naranjas like, I've got like. My plane has a blade on the front of it. Dipped it's shit. fucking it's propeller just, blades. It's, All right. like, it, it's a stand. It doesn't have a real combustion engine in it. I know. <laughs> this, is a, this is a very cool transformer feature. Got to get out the blades at the front of it. It's sweet. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like the buzzsaw blades. Also, there's a, there's a fucking nuke on it. <laughs> Use it. Use it, Naranja. <laughs> um, so this... this this kitchen's filling up with uh, gas because you put out the the flame on the stove, but the gas is still pouring in, and um, our fucking chuckleheads finally show up. <laughs> no, like <laughs> least I expect this from. I expect more from Bukarati and even Abakio. <laughs> And especially Coco Champo. <laughs> Coco I'm just going to blame it on Abakio being really blitzed right now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> He's probably down bottle. two bottles. Yeah, two or three <laughs> bottles of wine at this point. God, so Misa comes in, points his damn gun at the shark. He's like, there it is. And you just, like, you know what's happening here. So it changes colors. Yeah. It cuts over to the freaking stove. Misa is like, uh, uh, clearly... Doesn't want him to shoot, but because he has a talking head in his mouth, he's like, Mista, shoot it! <laughs> I think Mista's pulling the trigger before it even says oh, yeah, that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Look, it's very funny and not going to work. It would never work. <laughs> Just blows the fucking kitchen up. Good job, Mista. Just... A plus. I God like how, it. like, directly afterward, Mista's like, why'd you tell me to shoot? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mista. <laughs> trying to, immediately trying to blame it on Naranjit. What a shit. <laughs> Can y'all believe that Naranjit made me shoot? <laughs> it's a, it is mandatory to have an episode where the himboist member of the team tries to take out the twinkiest member of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is... <laughs> Channeling Polnareff very strongly here. This is—he's gone full Polnareff here. <laughs> if we took off his hat, he'd have a flat top. Look, you never want to go full Polnareff. We didn't get the scenes uh, off to the side where Misa's talking to Bukarati. It's just like I'm telling you, 
telling you, Bujarati, I think the, the stress of the betrayal is getting to Naranta. He saw how he jumped into the water to swim after us. I think yeah. he's really starting to lose it, Bujarati. He's <laughs> just saying all this weird stuff, pretending to see stands. Yes. We need to leave him behind for his own good. <laughs> now they're fighting a carp in the kitchen? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nobody's concerned that Jordo's bleeding out. No, not at all. I'm not. His stand <laughs> makes blood. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Everybody's out for the count for this. Like they, you don't see them ever again in the rest of this episode. Yeah, but, well, they duke it up, but then like squirrel. They, 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 they don't help after a first second. <laughs> Naranja goes running off on his own to go find the stand user because Jordan was Jorno gave him important instructions. I was saying he was. He, he, Jorno was saying, "Find the user, <laughs> target." And, he, and then he drops a a, a a ladybug brooch, yeah. you know, a, a tracking right. device. Good luck, Charms. But Naranja keeps getting into trouble because of talking heads making him lie. But you know, Victor, <gasps> talking heads. Isn't that a music reference? I really love just referring to them as Crush and Talking Mouth. <laughs> the, the localized <laughs> names in this season are just treasures. Wait, how did they get away with Crush? That's a crafts. soda. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Am I doing an REM uh, interstitial this time? I'm doing Orange no, Crush? It's, it's Talking Heads. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference, and for the third act in a row, we're staying in the realm of late 70s punk. But this time, we're crossing the pond to the American scene and covering a band that strayed from the definition of punk pretty quickly, Talking Heads. Their eclectic, offbeat style made them into icons of the underground art rock scene. But you may ask yourself, well, how did they get there? Their story starts at Rhode Island School of Design, where students David Byrne and Chris France became part of a band called the Artistics, because, you know, art students, get it? Anyway, that band split up in 1974, but Byrne and France stayed together, and along with France's girlfriend Tina Weymouth, they moved to New York City and tried to form a new band. Byrne sang and played guitar, and France played the drums, but they needed at least one more person. After many failed attempts to find a bassist, France eventually convinced Weymouth to take up the instrument, recommending she learn by listening to Susie Quattro albums. Byrne, on the other hand, was hesitant and made her audition multiple times before allowing her in. The name Talking Heads was taken from, you guessed it, the name for a shoulders-up shot of somebody talking, like you see all the time on cable news shows. They liked it because it was supposed to represent all content, no action, which sounds exactly like a bunch of art school students. Their first real show under that name was opening for the Ramones in June of 1975, which gave them some momentum toward a record deal. 
but they didn't actually score one until late in the following year after adding the last core member of the band, keyboardist and guitarist Jerry Harrison. Their debut album was called Talking Heads 77 and featured the single Psycho Killer, their first appearance on the Hot 100, albeit only peaking at number 92. Psycho Killer has gone on to be the band's most streamed song on Spotify and was included on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list of 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Their next three albums built on the critical acclaim and mild commercial success of their debut and saw the band develop sounds based on increasingly diverse influences, including funk and traditional African music. They scored their first top 40 hit with a weird, dark cover of Al Green's Take Me to the River, replacing Al Green's signature smoothness with the Talking Heads' trademark awkward delivery and a much heavier bass line. They hit the bottom portion of the Hot 100 again with the single Life During Wartime, but their chart success in America was limited during this time. They did have one single from this period that was a hit outside the US though, 1981's Once in a Lifetime. But wait, I hear you saying, Once in a Lifetime is the first song I think of when you bring up the Talking Heads. And you may think, that means it must have been a hit. And you may ask yourself, am I right? Am I wrong? And the answer is, same as it ever was, MTV. Once in a Lifetime has an iconic music video that was heavily rotated on MTV and gave the song a much larger cultural footprint than its modest chart success would suggest. The MTV boost helped the band score their first and only top 10 hit in 1983 with Burning Down the House. But the Hot 100 in the early 80s was fickle, and the next Talking Heads single topped out at number 62. Even the song And She Was, which is one of the band's better remembered songs nowadays, only hit number 54, and the best they ever did after that was the song Wild Wild Life reaching number 25 in 1986. Following their 1988 album Naked, the band went on a hiatus to focus on side projects. This wasn't the first time they had done so, but it would be the last. In 1991, the band announced they had officially broken up. Apparently, David Byrne had decided he was done with the Talking Heads and didn't even bother telling the rest of the band, who had to find out from an article in the LA Times. This action also neatly encapsulates everything I've read about Byrne, which is that he was kind of a pretentious asshole who thought the other members of the band, and just about everybody else in the world, was beneath him. The only time Talking Heads has ever reunited was to perform at their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. It's kind of a sad, stupid ending for one of the pioneers of New Wave, one of the most influential bands of all time. But honestly, what else do you expect from an art house flick, huh? Yeah, Victor, and you may find yourself living in a large Japanese mansion, and you may find yourself in a strange part of the world, and you may find yourself getting attacked by a large automobile, 
and you may find yourself in Dio's beautiful house with a beautiful vampire. And you may ask yourself, wait, am I the one in the coffin? <laughs> wow, that was surprisingly good. <laughs> Very good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Letting the days go by. Let the world hold me down. All right. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> tell me in you the... came up with okay. that yourself. Please oh, tell me you yeah. did. I, I, okay. Look, we, I we're fight, ending like... the podcast now because we're not topping that. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. Goodbye, Jojo. I just, like, read the lyrics and do a find replace as I get to a line. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it works so well, though. But you may find yourself getting attacked by a large automobile. Really did me, though. <laughs> <laughs> Same as it ever was. <laughs> Same as it ever was. Same kind of stand as mine. What was the boss thinking making Tiziano part of his elite guard? <laughs> they come as a fucking squad. Yeah. Tiziano's not I, even on the payroll, is he? He's, he's just a, <laughs> bring your roommate to work. These day. bros are inseparable. It's like it's it's these two these two deal. stands combined together to form one kind of competent like stand power. Uh, but still not even, like, great. <laughs> There's a point where Jordo's like, oh, no, there must be two stands, one that makes a ranchalai and one that's a fish. And I'm like, dude, I, I would not even bat an eye if the fish made a ranchalai, too. Like, that is well within the scope of stand power. I think y'all are under underselling the the... Just the sheer strength of a shark that can attack you from your soup spoon. Seriously. <laughs> Squalo deserves to be on the team. Tiziano's talking heads doesn't I, do anything. I, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> the other one. Tiziano's no, no, talking yeah, mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my bad. Did, did, you, did you mean Squalo? <laughs> yeah, no. Squalo's clash is good. <laughs> and, and, and Tiziano. Yeah, his talking heads is like maybe the worst stand we've ever seen. And, like, we've seen a lot of stands. <laughs> I mean, like, like, it, it does something. It does something. I'm not sure it does anything useful, but it does something. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, like, I don't like, know. It doesn't I even feel... compliment Clash. And, like, I, I, I feel I'm like not you could sure... ruin somebody's life with it if you just wanted to. Oh, yeah. You could definitely yeah. just really... You could, like, probably extort some people with this. But Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like, is this better or worse than the stand that turns a boat into a bigger boat? Like I, <laughs> it just feels really Yu-Gi-Oh level right here. <laughs> like I think the lock might be more useful than this. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you didn't answer the question though. Is this better or worse than strength? Like <laughs> about uh, the lock? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember that stand, Victor. <laughs> I would say situationally better. <laughs> you could have a bigger boat. <laughs> Turn that a robot into people. an oil tanker. <laughs> also, okay. it gives you a really big tongue. Okay, fair. You know, never mind. You're right. <laughs> if you just shove the tongue back into the person's mouth, you could just choke them to death and be really fast and easy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. The, the stand's right in... It's already in their aunt's mouth. They can just choke him to death. You can't <laughs> stop it from being in your mouth. There's no rules of it being in your mouth. Oh, oh but Narancha stops it from being in his mouth. <laughs> I really like that the splash art for the stand stats has the tongue in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. 
I love um, the rest of this episode. <laughs> the rest of this episode is very good because it's just Squallow freaking out the entire time. He's not doing too hot. It's from their perspective, and they're getting hunted by Narancha. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Narancha is really hunting them down. Squallow's like, oh my god, my breathing's so hard. He can track breathing. I'm so fucked. I'm so fucked. Tiziana's like, calm down, baby. I, I calm, down, down, calm down, bro. <laughs> Roomy. There are so many people around here. <laughs> My favorite roommate. He, he'll never know which one's us. He'll <laughs> never be able friend. to pick us out of a crowd. Look around you. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's children. There's people like running around. They're breathing heavier than us. Yeah, but you're the only ones that look like the way <laughs> you do. <laughs> you see, they already have a like solution for that because they're going to give him this drab like brown coat to go over. You know, half yeah. to half to like cover that they're you know stand users, and half because he's bleeding out of his chest because he has a long range stand. But the damage is both <laughs> reflected to him for some reason. Yeah, normally that doesn't I, happen with those. I I just really like all of this. Like, Squallow is being like he's just sorry, panicking. Grant, at, Grant, Grant. Sorry. Oh Squall. yeah, yeah. Squall. He's <laughs> really panicking, and Tiziano is just trying to hold it together for him, like trying to like reassure him, it's like, "Hey, we're fine. It's like just chill." And it's <laughs> just like no it's rock. just a spiral from here. I I like this pairing though because they are some of the most competent stand users we've ever seen. Like as far as just being intelligent human beings, like okay. Tiziano is. Squallow again forgets what his partner stand does. <laughs> look, look. When when Naranta just shouts something out with full conviction, your brain reacts to it instinctively, all right? Uh, yeah, they're trying to sneak away, and Naranta just shouts out, I know where you are! You right there! And it's like, um, he, come he, when you're you. already worried, when you're already in that frame of mind, like that fight or flight, you're, you're just like, you don't analyze it intellectually in the moment. <laughs> you're right. It, it feels also, good. Yeah. It's good. He, also, he's like, I gotta call my stand back. People. Oh, fuck. There's a bunch of people like from Italy here, and they're probably huge douchebags too, and they're probably freaking out over this twink yelling. <laughs> I know who nobody, you are. I found Nobody you. in this crowd reacts. Yeah, not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> well, his tongue hasn't been ripped out yet, so like, uh, you you can't hear him unless you're a stand user. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tiziano, I, I love that Tiziano's the one to break when he looks over and Naracha has cut his own fucking tongue out. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's got like this, but he's got a this. new blue blueberry lemonade, you know, ladybug tongue. It's sweet. <laughs> I hate this. I hate the blue dog. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, no, God. No, no. It looks like he has some it's terrible got... disease. Yeah. It's it, actually just like, dog. it actually just looks like he like is eating a wrapper that's wrapped around his tongue. It doesn't look bad. It's got like a heart on it. Like, who fucking cares? As far as body horror goes, this is like easy in JoJo. Yeah, you're right. But... Naracha's fucking hardcore here. <laughs> yeah, he cuts out. He cuts out the his tongue that had the the stand on it. Uh, it shoves that ladybug in there, and it turns into his new tongue. His beautiful you know new tongue. Sh- you know who should be freaking out? Literally everybody around. Yes. Now the, now the guy has cut off his own tongue in the middle of a square, and, and it's just yelling. The end of his knife. It's just yelling. <laughs> like, um, this has the desired effect of freaking out both of the standards as you're chasing down. I, <laughs> I, 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 I love this. This is very cool. 
They're like, what? Well, fuck. Oh, fuck. This is a this is like a fucking Josuke level move here. Like, why doesn't Narancha now shoot talking heads? I don't uh, know. Because it's, it's, it's a it's a long range stand. It wouldn't do any damage to the. Yeah, game. he already he already has the <laughs> knife class. through it. Like. Yeah, the knife can't hurt a stand, remember? Only stand can hurt a stand. <laughs> what you don't know is uh, Clash is a medium-range stand. Oh, okay. Different rules. <laughs> the medium-range stand. <laughs> God damn it. I just... <laughs> but no, I do appreciate that, like, the Rancha uses the enemy's competence against them. <laughs> like, yep. it's just like, I know that they know what my stand does. So I'm going <laughs> to fuck with them using it. Like, it... it it's also they're the they're the first stand users that actually know what Jorno's stand does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, why they, they were targeting him first. It didn't work out for them, but they're they, RPG players, so they take out the healer first. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I fuck the Geneva Convention. <laughs> I genuinely hate while Naranja's like just waggling his t- his now cut out tongue out. That the stand is still wrapped around it, giving me very, very bad <laughs> alien vibes. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's it's very octopus, like it's got the suckers and tentacles and everything like that. But it's also Looks got very face buff man. human yeah. arms. The, the buff human arms are what's really throwing me off here. Face hugger, <laughs> but tongue hugger. So they can't get clashed there because there's no liquid. So Naranja shoots at them. Tiziano throws himself. He throws himself in front, and just blood gushes out with a terrible sound effect. I hated it. And also, just yeah. gouts out like like every time one of them gets shot, it is like six feet spraying. Like it, it's it's a lot. You mean a JoJo amount of blood? It's, it's a not just a JoJo amount of blood. It has force behind it. Yeah, their body's pre- his body's pressurized. It's not like when Abakio cut his hand off and there was just like a ton of blood just like spilling out onto the ground. No, these are just guys like of blood. It's like somebody shook up this bottle of coke before they opened it up. <laughs> no, it's, it's the play it's the Play-Doh thing again. You you press down the Tiazano onto the onto the bed of spikes and it just all erupts out of him. Oh. Big strings of blood. Yeah. I, I love that despite all the color shifts, these two are just gloriously tanned the same color the entire way. <laughs> yes! Like their, their hair changes, their, cut, their clothes change, but they keep the same level of tan. They're, look, they play. Good. They pay good money to go to the tanning salon together and get yeah. those fucking touch-ups. Like, they're going to yeah, They have a roommate discount. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Best friend discount. Squ- <laughs> Squallow's holding him in his arms. He's like... Screw the boss. I'm going to kill him for myself. Nobody kills my roommate and gets away with it. We just signed a lease. <laughs> we just adopted a child together. All right. What happens next? I'm going to I'm going to like draw an analogy for you here. In okay. pro wrestling, you you know how like very frequently the heel will come out and say a bunch of shit on the mic to the face that uh, technically is all true and makes sense, but it's the heel saying it, so therefore it's bad. And then yeah. the face does not counter the argument, just punches him or like hits him with a chair or something. And because he's the face, the, the the audience cheers for the yeah. like sense. Of, like this is what happens here. <laughs> like 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 Squalo. Sorry, Squalo has a moment. Has a fucking moment here, and the the shark goes into Naranja's neck, 
and then he just no sells it and, sh- and shoots him. Like I, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Squalo was all given like like talking like, oh, I don't even care about the boss's order. I'm doing it to avenge Tiziano now. <laughs> Like this like, is I what happens here. They just like there's a like the, the heel has a great great moment and it just doesn't matter because the face commits violence. Like Naracha <laughs> flies this man into the sky. Yes. Oh, and he tries to have an Arrivederci moment, just like it's just not nearly as good. No. It's oh, so man. flying. <laughs> Do y'all want to know what the fucking sound effect is? Because we get what? it in the, we get it in the manga and it's like. Valo, 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 valo. Vola, 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 I've got to figure out what this is in English real quick, because I hope it's go, 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 flying. Well, it is probably fly, 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 because what he says is volare via, right? No, it's still just vola. Okay. Yeah. They don't translate it. Which is correct. I like that because... I'm mad he uses bomb here. Yeah. He doesn't want that much collateral damage. No, it would be very, very funny for me. I Look, like that there's because... already so much carnage in this square full, just completely full of people. Nobody has noticed. Oh, they uh, they, they notice after they die. That is a fucking bro doodle right there. Like I love that doodle. That that hair is very different, and it changes the way you look at that character. Also, the way they're posed, uh, that that actually looks like a feminine form instead of the massive like broad pecs. You know what? Just in case everyone's not on the same page as us, we're making the roommate joke because, like, we're making fun of people who call like yes. what is clearly a gay couple roommates. Yes, this is we- an extended joke. <laughs> I, Sorry, this is not us doing a. Ra- we're, we're trying. Yeah, we're to not trying to do gay erasure here. <laughs> These are clearly no, the Rocky's like- doing that here. <laughs> yeah, Rocky's burying his gays. Uh, sorry, just because I, I don't want anyone to think we're not. Uh, no, we are. No, no these, it is a meta joke. Two, we are aware. <laughs> these two are very like these guys. Good gays, like good depicted gays. They're having a healthy relationship. They're not abusing each they other. Are, so they seem happy together. Yeah. They are extremely homosexual, and I love them. <laughs> they yes. are fucking great characters, great villains. Wonderful. I love them. <laughs> Wish we had more time with them before Naracha fucking yeah. kills them. Just murders them. <laughs> History's greatest monster, Naracha. Honestly, <laughs> why can't we recruit squadron. these guys? I know. What would you do with talking heads? Uh, you make the boss care. lie more? Oh, I want my daughter to be safe. <laughs> Look, there <No>. are... <laughs> There are authors who could turn talking heads into a long-term character in, like, Power in the Show. Sure. Uh, Araki is not that author. <laughs> Araki couldn't figure out what to do with fucking Fugo after he put him in. All right, like, and he was, like, kind of, like, contractually obligated to do so and just decided so not to. And, like, <laughs> who, Victor? Was that in Phantom Blood? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a... Fugo? Never heard of him. Was he the vampire guy from Battle Tendency? <laughs> uh, you mean Dyer? Wait. <laughs> yeah, that was probably it. Okay. 
Yeah, and then <laughs> Jordan wakes up and they live happily ever after. Jordan <laughs> appears they do through spend the floor. bleeding to death. Yeah, they just spend square. a long time not. Like, at least Jordan's consistent. He spends a long time not fixing himself too. <laughs> I I do not understand. So the shark was fully in both of them, right? And uh-huh. the, oh yeah, and the shark it, it was, entered his neck. At, the shark at that point was at least like a foot and a half long and was fully in your body. How do you survive that? Uh, the, uh, the secret is that the I'm teeth, sure. very tiny, Dando. tiny teeth. Power. <laughs> Lack of. The, the, the joke Stando. here is power. <laughs> I'm sure the joke here is that Tiziano and Squalo could definitely tell you how to survive with something that long inside your body. But <laughs> 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 all right, Victor, how'd you like the episode? <laughs> uh, I like the characters in the episode. I'm oh, not sure I like the like episode. episode. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, it's just like, I like the characters, and I like the stand powers, and I like the way the characters act and everything. And then it's just like, uh, Rocky just, like, <laughs> we have a violence gremlin on the ally side here, and we're not utilizing him really, <laughs> yeah. like, in a way that's super interesting. <laughs> I, I really like Naracha hunting people down. He should be on the fucking boss's payroll. Why didn't the boss headhunt Naracha? this twice now, and I've liked it both right. times. Yeah. It's like, wait, 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 wait. I have an assassin squad, and the I have a standard who's not on it who just has a fucking weapon as a stand. <laughs> like yeah, an autonomous, a, a, like, seeking a, weapon. <laughs> a remote control, help, like, uh, like attack, attack plane. plane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's what the guy who makes people's tongues uh, say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the guy what guard, watching my back. Elite guard. No, not At somebody least... who forces people to say, tell the truth. No, no. At least the guy who can shrink things can kill somebody with it. <laughs> uh, uh, I miss uh, Trish. Well, yeah, I miss Trish too. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, where can we find everyone? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalinus. That's Los underscore Grantalinus. You can find me, Tim, at Big Blue Zamra. We'll be posting these sweet, sweet Squalo and Tiazano. Squalo. Squalo. They just look so happy together. Uh, yep. Now they're happy yeah, I, in hell. I hope they, oh. I hope they mingle their ashes and you know. Get, uh, you, you can Light find me on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at TF Waffleman. Find the podcast on Twitter at Joe Star All Stars, and you can get your podcast episodes in all of the podcast episode places: Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pandora, Joe Star All Stars. Fireside. FM. And if you want to contact the podcast, feel free to send something, anything, to geostarallstars at gmail.com. Or if you want to chat with us, uh, we go to the official unofficial Discord server set up by Dune. You can find that pinned on our Twitter account, which you can also check out. Uh, if you like the podcast, leave a review. Five stars, please, on any podcast reviewer thing of your choice. And, you know, tell a friend. Get us in front of more people. We like doing this every week. It's a lot of fun. And we hope that all of you enjoy this, too. This dumb... Our dumb, dumb, dumb thing we <laughs> Oh, 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 I remember something I wanted to, to talk about, right? When they, uh-huh. At the end, because that's an appropriate place to talk about it. I'm talking about uh, um, uh, Modern Crusaders. All right, right, right. Yeah, so, yeah Modern mm-hmm. Crusaders. Yeah, Modern Crusaders. Uh, Stand up. Yeah, so. Join us. The section they play, rather than leading into the normal part of the music, leads into the bridge, which interpolates Requiem for a Dream. 
Eh? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Requiem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they also use the word Requiem in the opening in, uh, in Trader's yeah. Requiem. Trader's yeah. Requiem. Yeah. 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 And I hear we're getting a Requiem thing later. That's cool, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's good. Yeah. 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 They got the word they... Stand and Requiem in a song that already existed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I... you know, Rocky is playing that. He worked backwards from that. I knew it didn't. It came in and not the normal part of the song because I'm like, oh, this is a conundrum. On every other uh, song, I just let in. Yeah. This goes to the middle. Right. It does. Uh, Do I start at the middle? Uh, You didn't last time. uh, No, I didn't. You've made a decision. Um, You've made a decision. But yeah, nope. I also love on the stand pillar just the big empty space over uh, Crush and Talking Mouth. Um, you get just, more things. Out yeah, there. yeah it, it just leaves some really obvious uh, space for all of the other stand users we're going to crush. What, Victor? We're not going to ever I, see another stand user. Also, That's yeah. not what this season's just about. Sailings. Also, Look, I've got. I've there's got probably theory. not any more people following us. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a theory, guys. I've got a theory. Right, right. Uh huh. So after the villain section of the stand pillar, we get to the the main character section, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and the last things we see before Golden Experience are we see Sticky Fingers giving Crim- King Crimson a blowjob, right? But yeah, more, right, more yeah. importantly, like Sticky Fingers is under King Crimson, which is yeah. then like under Sex Pistols, right? Yeah. So I'm predicting. That at the end of this, we're going to get a Stardust Crusader situation where our last living cast member is Mista, who's going to be the Polnareff ref of this group. All right? And Jorno lives also, right? So those are our Jotaro and Polnareff ref of this group. That's why they're above King Crimson who gets taken out of the end. All right, you've heard it here. Victor's calling a shot. Thank you for doing this for once. Yeah. Mista, the yeah. Polnareff of the group. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got the oh, himbo man. energy. I don't he's put a pass on Rocky to just, to just do the same thing with the same archetype of character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sound pretty erratic. <laughs> though, he has... Worked once. We, we did Avdol him once already, though, so I may end up being very wrong as he does the other thing <laughs> and just kill him twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh boy! But Thank are you, you. are you worried? Oh, we've already got, we've already got Bruno coming back from the dead to be Joseph. <laughs> or oh maybe no, it's just the Avdol. <laughs> or maybe it's the Avdol. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Time will tell. I mean, we know. Victor <laughs> doesn't, and that's what's fun about this. Alright, well, thank you all for watching. This is Joe Starlstar signing out for all of you ladybug dung nerds out there. (laughs) No! Say goodbye, Jojo. Goodbye, Jojo. Goodbye, Squad. God, just holy shit! I, Wait, <laughs> she was, was she putting refried beans in the mortar? No, no, no. She, she was crawfish. She what? was pounding crawfish in a mortar. Why though? Vessel. <laughs> you know, this to is bring amazing. out the flavor. Yeah.